Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Well, 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 welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, a new day, a new show, a new topic, and new guest. A, today's topic is a, a unique uh, and special, uh, literally special for me specifically because it tackles the, uh, the health condition or an illness uh, that I've uh, lived around, and that is diabetes. And diabetes is something that probably has been forever <laughs> existed for a long time and it will still exist uh it is something that can be uh, survivable you can live with and so on and so forth but it's difficult to manage and today my guest is a, a special guest actually for various reasons first of all she is a diabetic person with a lot of experience and she had a long term dealing with this illness and we're going to address this so so basically today's topic is like diabetes and you a new perspective with our guest today hannah boethius all the way from Switzerland. So Yay! that is that is that is unique. So we I've had a lot of people all over the world. But Switzerland is the first. So today is a very unique thing. And we have a, a you know, how many hours? Seven hours, I think, difference. Six, uh, yeah, six, six, six yeah. yeah, six hours. Yeah. Wow. So hey, well, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a pleasure. Finally. <laughs> yes, we made it. Well, we had to reschedule due to time differences, but we made it today. That's all that matters. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> So, so, so Hannah, uh, let's talk about diabetes in general. And I know there's a couple of types of diabetes, and we're going to talk specifically today about diabetes type one. Yeah. Uh, but so what is in your experience? Obviously, you've done a lot of research. You've been involved in it. Tell the audiences and share with us what diabetes is in general. I mean, people know about it, but they might not know how it works, how the body, you know, becomes diabetic. So, yeah. so <laughs> tell, tell us the story, your story. And I know it's an inter interesting story because you've lived with this for a long, long time. Yeah. So tell us about all that. I absolutely will. I was diagnosed with type one diabetes when I was two years old. So I was a tiny little thing. And this was 36 years ago. So you do the math. <laughs> <laughs> And basically, no age, no age. <laughs> and basically, so type, what type one diabetes is, um, it's the it's one of the less common forms. The more common form is type two. And uh, what happens in type one is that your body's immune system wipes out the insulin producing cells in your pancreas. So everyone needs insulin, whether you're healthy or has, have diabetes or whatever, everyone needs insulin to function for their bodies to function properly. It's, it's the master hormone in that way. And so when that gets wiped out, that means that 
I have to forever take insulin from the outside. So either through injections uh, or insulin pump or, you know, syringes. But for the rest of my life, since the, you know, since that day when I was two years old, I've always uh, and I will always have to take insulin from the outside because I my body simply can't produce it. The thing with type two is, which is far, far more common, that is 90% of all people who have uh, diabetes have type two diabetes. Then there are some other fringy uh, types as well. There are about 10 different types of diabetes, but let's focus on these two for, for today, I think. Mm -hmm. So what type two is, is basically your body still producing insulin and a ton of it, but your body and your cells, first and foremost, doesn't recognize it. So I usually say that it is like having a toddler, you know, that's just screaming around and after a while you, you can't hear it anymore. So you kind of block it out. That's what the body does with the insulin because there's so much of it floating around, but it can't recognize it anymore. It can't acknowledge it anymore. So basically that is like a huge form of uh, insulin resistance. And that can lead to different things in, what these types all have in common is though that you have a problem with blood sugar. So your blood sugar goes higher than it should be, which can cause a lot of damage to your body um, in the long term or even the short term as well. And if your body doesn't have insulin, either whether it can't recognize it or you don't can't produce it, that is big trouble. So that is, in a nutshell, what diabetes is. <laughs> well, that, that's a very simplified version, which is awesome because, uh, you know, again, it has to do with, with we need sugar for the body cells and for everything to function properly, energy. But, but if it's not rightly regulated, I mean, it, it kicks in the body in a whole different world and, and, and it really can destroy the body. And uh, a lot of the stuff that, that's usually affected or the, the areas that mainly get affected so as i know are you know the eyes the kidneys uh you know the extremities like so feet and so on and so forth and they, you know and a lot of folks can can really have bad effects and bad outcomes if they don't manage the diabetes yeah. properly now now hannah i mean you a lot of people develop diabetes type one eventually over time or as they age but you have probably one of the worst ones because that's that's when you know, children's diabetes, you know, and they, they started early on. It's a very difficult thing, especially as a young age. Uh, I'm sure your parents had a whole, you know, uh, difficult time to, to, to handle it, to deal with it. Obviously, they did. But but I'm sure initially it was a tough uh, pill to swallow. And, and, and for parents that are watching, uh, it just, just, you know, and, and I know personally some people that have either children that have uh, mm -hmm. the, the type one and or I've worked actually with people who have been children diabetes or, you know, uh, diabetic, you know, uh, children from from the beginning. So it is it is it is a very difficult thing on the parents. It takes a toll and maintaining and managing because because. I, I experienced it too with, with my mom and, mm -hmm. and uh, she's been actually uh, with diabetes for the last 30 years and type one specifically. And so insulin day in, day out, different types of insulins. We've actually gone through all, every time there's a new insulin format <laughs> or whatever, an inject, injectable, we've done it. Trilicity, 70, yeah. 30, metf you know, we've done the pills, the metformins, yeah. everything, uh, diet and all the stuff. So there's, there's so many things we've done and we're going to talk about how you've managed it. And you took it to the next level. I mean, you're an advocate, you do this now. Uh, just pushing uh, constant content and, and and discussions about diabetes, and, uh, and we'll talk about what you do exactly. But but so so for folks that are watching, I mean, it, it is it is a, a crazy 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 um, uh, illness. It is manageable, and yeah. you know, and and you are 
the, literally the effect of, of manageable. <laughs> you know, you are an example of how people can manage it. And, and again, yeah, 36 years is, is a long time to deal with it. Uh, you look good. You look great. You have the energy. Uh, and, 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 you know, there are things that diabetes can do. I mean, uh, it could be weight. Uh, because mm -hmm. you're not, you know, you basically gain weight because there's enough sugar in there. And again, besides, besides the damage inside, there's also that, you know, so there's different, you know, concept. There is, uh, you know, uh, skin, you know, problems that can occur over time. And there's there's so many things. Uh, I mean, diabetes is just a, you know, a deep type <laughs> of discussion and we can talk about all those. But so, Hannah, you, you were with it for a minute. Uh, until you really started doing things yourself, obviously in in the beginning, I mean it was your parents. Uh, now, how did they handle it? I mean, especially I mean, thirty eight or thirty six. 36 years ago, I mean, it's a little different from what we have today. Even the medicine <laughs> have shifted. Um, you know, that was difficult. Now we have sensors. We have these things that you plug in and they can monitor your sugar in, you know, up and down and ho hopefully even regulate things, uh, even pump the insulin to you. But back in the days, that wasn't the case. Uh, so so how did you manage that? How did your parents manage this? Uh, and for our parents, you know, this may be something that can help. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the eight, 1980s, this was the mid-1980s when sort of the low-fat era was, was at its highest. And so basically, um, my parents, of course, got, you know, from one day to another, they had to start chasing their two-year-old daughter around with needles and syringes and poking my finger. And I mean, luckily, there were those things because just a few years earlier, there were no home test kits, for example, for blood sugar. Um, and, you know, you still had to boil boil the syringes to disinfect them and stuff like that, which is, you know, just, just another level. <laughs> Luckily, um, in the 1980s, um, there were, you know, sort of single-use syringes as well for, for us to use. But of course, like you said, the insulins were different back then. So it was much more regulated when you had to eat. The timing of meals was completely, uh, it, was, it was very rigid, as well as, you know, you had to inject with a certain um, like pre time, like before you were going to eat, you had to have inject yourself at least half an hour before so that the insulin would work until the food hit the system so that they could somehow correlate in this weird, you know, uh, little math example. That is my life. <laughs> and so that has completely changed, of course, because now the insulins are very snappy. They, they work almost straight away, 10, 15 minutes, and you can see an effect. And also with sensors and insulin pumps and all this stuff that definitely didn't didn't exist back then and um yeah so my parents followed of course the nutrition advice that they got to a t which was you know a lot of carbs uh, no fat at all because you know that's dangerous or something and you know you got bonus points if you had more uh, sugars slash fruit for dessert and all this stuff which is technically it's a little bit crazy if you think about what diabetes actually is which is you can't process sugar and mm. carbs properly in your body you need outside help for that so you know stressing your body unnecessarily with too much sugar i think is a little bit silly but this is what we did in the 1980s so you know that was great <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 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 hannah uh, you know we we know what we've talked 
briefly now about the types of diabetes and you know the either the lack of insulin or or not recognizing the insulin. But what are some of the triggers that that in your you know your research and your studies and you know your your work uh, that have been uh, correlating to to the source, like what it happens. I mean, you know, we all have you know we are born with a pancreas and all this stuff, and you know, but what happens to to trigger? you know, non-functional or, or a non-working adequately uh, level of, of insulin in your body. Uh, I mean, some people say, well, you eat too much sugar, you know, you're probably going to abuse your body and stuff like that, which could be, uh, you know, uh, too much sugar can actually eventually get saturation and stuff. Uh, but but is that the only cause? Is that genetics? I mean, based on your, I, I know there's a lot and I've read it quite a bit, but I, I want to hear your perspective on it. No, there's definitely a lot of, of triggers that can be um, attributed to this, this wonderful disease can be attributed to. Um, for example, in type one, there has to be an immune trigger of some sort. So basically what is thought of, uh, of that right now is that you have the genetic predisposal for, predisposition for it. Mm. And then your immune system needs to be triggered by something, whatever that is. Um, and then your uh, insulin producing cells are wiped out and you know thanks for that buddy <laughs> kind of thing uh, but uh, that can be of course and that a lot of people have for example had if they've had a really bad flu and then a couple of months later they get diagnosed with type 1 or a couple of weeks later or there's something with the immune system usually that happens so there is a huge genetic uh, contribution contributing part to it as well as in type 2 it can also be hereditary absolutely it, mm -hmm. it can run in families but it doesn't do it as often as one thinks maybe and um, and type 2 is mostly correlated to sort of lifestyle choices mm -hmm. can we say and not just sugar. Sugar is just one little part of it. But, you know, things yes. like sedentary behavior and things like, you know, stress, things like um, you don't, you know, this is more of a thing. Maybe the next thing is more of, of a thing when you actually have diabetes. But, you know, things like hydration, proper hydration, how much that, you know, plays a part, not in not ahead of the diagnosis. But, you know, there's so many lifestyle things that really, really impact and it can contribute towards, uh, for example, a type two diabetes diagnosis for sure. Well, Hannah, I mean, you, you said the key elements. So, so one is besides the, the, uh, I guess the inherited, you know, yeah. aptitude of, of the diabetes, yeah. you know, it's one thing, but, but certainly the lifestyles, right? So yeah. eating, uh, anything and things that have, you know, high carbs, high fat and all that, uh, mm -hmm. stresses, you know, uh, not having enough fitness and, and activity in your lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. so, so you're right. I mean, there's so many things and, you know, it, it takes everything, all these things to be really complete in, you know, each other to actually make, uh, healthy or, or worse. Right. So, yeah. so that, that's the challenge. Now in your experience i mean you've lived with this for pretty much all your life yeah. and and you've managed over time and i know uh reading about you there was there's a moment where your life has shifted yeah. uh has shifted rather and 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 really you made a difference and started living better so so what tell us tell us about the pre and post and what was the main change oh absolutely i when i was god how old was i 28 something like this after 26 years of, of, of living with type one for example mm -hmm. or at that point of time i i was so tired 
my body was tired from all of these up and down blood sugars, you know, the deepest valleys of blood sugars that I could barely recover from up to the highest peaks that I could barely recover from and everything in between. And that is so amazingly draining for the body to go through because we are supposed to stay at a homeostasis of, you know, a very, very tiny range, actually. 70 to 120? Yeah, exactly. That's what we're sort of designed for the human body and not these, you know, huge things from 20 to 400. That's not what the body is. It's not that's not what it's designed for, not what it's capable of. So I was so exhausted. And at that point, I wasn't sure I was going to see my 30th birthday. And that's a scary thought. If you now in hindsight, back then, it was just like, yeah, okay, you know, this is my reality. But it was a in hindsight, it was it was really scary. You know, just feeling my body slowly just giving up because it can't take it anymore at that young of an age. And that that was um, that was a big uh, sort of alarm bell that went off. I'm like, what is happening to me right now? And how can I, you know, how can I at this young age feel this way? This is not OK. And so hand in hand with this, I had a uh, professional burnout uh, I was in a line of work that I definitely didn't enjoy. There was no nothing that was you know appealing to me in that it was, I did it for for the money sort of thing it was very boring there was nothing no joy to it which is also a big thing in lifestyle by the way joy of joy in life joy of life big thing anyway side note <laughs> no that's that's perfect actually it's important and then I after I got out of that I started thinking about well what do I actually want to do with my life you know what is if we want to go into that, you know, what's my purpose? How can I bring joy into my life? What do I think is fun? How can I help? You know, how can I help people? And then I'm like, well, I have at that point, 26 years of nutrition label reading, basically, <laughs> of experience. So, hey, I'll go into nutrition. Um, it's always fascinated me anyway. You know, it's going to be easy, I thought. <laughs> Famous last words. <laughs> and, you know, I'll just do that. And so I started a course to re-educate re myself to become a nutrition coach. Hmm. And it was there that my life really took a turn because we were in one of these sessions, you know, wherever we were talking about carbs and insulin and how that works in the body and how carbs react in the body and how they work. And my teacher points me out in front of the whole class. Ouch. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, and he really said, he pointed me out and he said, you know what, Hannah, if I were you, I'd really think twice what I put in my mouth because you don't, you can't even make this stuff. And I'm like, oh, uh-huh. <laughs> That's the way it is. Okay. And so from one day to another, basically, I started basically reducing things because autoimmunity, which is type one, and for example, gluten sensitivity often go hand in hand. So I just tried out of curiosity to cut out everything with gluten. My dad has celiac disease, for example, so I know it's, it can also be hereditary. I'm like, well, don't need it, <laughs> cut it out. Um, and I noticed straight away how much better I did and how much better my blood sugar values were and how much easier it was to, for me to impact my blood sugar uh, with this small, tiny little change and then I'm like, hmm, so what else can I do? And that then led me onto this whole big rabbit hole of nutrition, you know, spirals <laughs> going everywhere until I realized, well, actually, 
I personally, which isn't true for every person with diabetes, absolutely not, but I personally do best the least amount of carbs I have. And that's okay with me, you know, it's fine. And I'm very happy and I'm happy and healthy and energetic and I love it. And I don't see it as, as deprivation at all. But, you know, for me personally, that was a choice I had to find out. That was an option I had to find out. And I'm very, very glad and thankful that my teacher did put me out there because he really helped me save my life. So, so Hannah, you went through, you know, uh, I guess a, uh, a time where you had to make some changes yeah. You took you took a an interest in nutrition, which which drives a little bit on how you can maintain and, and, and manage. And and you discovered that you know there are things that you can do to make a difference. Yeah. Uh, now you mentioned right now taking away gluten and uh, and reducing carb carbs in your body. And was that the only thing that, that actually contributed, or there were other elements that you had to add in combination with that? Well, nutrition is where it first started. That's where everything started. But since then, it's, of course, developed into this whole lifestyle again uh, system in a way for me to feel as good as I can, uh, to be as healthy as I can, because my life, my, my goal in life is really to live a long, healthy, happy, joyful life. That's all that you know matters to me. And in order to do that, I've developed this whole system of things uh, that I do for my lifestyle in order to be able to achieve that. So it, it then also started including, like I mentioned before, hydration, how important it is to hydrate, mm -hmm. um, things like nutritional supplements, how important that is to get those right and not just take you know, a, a multivitamin just because you should um, and really properly find out what you really need and what helps you the most, as well as things like sleep and stress prevention or relief or you know handling stress at all um and things like movement what makes you feel good what makes me happy you know stuff like that and also joy of life that we briefly mentioned before and that and how incredibly important these kind of things are in order to have a better sort of holistic lifestyle and then of course it all started with the real natural food without labels <laughs> well well so so let's talk about a couple elements so the first thing is you you really are covering I, i've had so many shows about nutrition and 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 healthy habits. No, no, but, well yeah but but they all have similar things in common doesn't matter what disease and illness at the end of the day whether it's mental or physical it's all the all of the above it's healthy nutrition is getting the right stuff, not not the the, the sweet and, and and fluffy stuff. Uh, it's the stressless, you know, lifestyle, enjoying a life, taking a whole different, you know, uh, liking into your life and your health and your body mm -hmm. and treating it right, as opposed to just like dumping stuff in this body, you know, and and that includes having uh, bad jobs or bad, you know, things that you do in life that actually really stressing you up because that also has has all these these problems that can be triggered. So so these are. The fundamentals it looks like of everybody out there to live healthy yes. you need to look at it from a whole you know uh, 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 uh almost like a 360 angle i mean <laughs> 360 circle here so so you have everything and they all have to play a part for you to be living healthy a long life and 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 a better you know uh exciting life because Living with the disease, no matter what it is, uh, easy, bad, doesn't matter. Even if you can control it, it's still not, it's painful because yeah. 
in the case of diabetes, you still have to monitor your blood sugars a couple of times a day. You eat, you got to see up and down. If not, you compensate insulin. You got to almost, you're almost like doing the regulating of the pancreas yourself. Yeah. You know? And it's not the same because your body recognizes these things that automatically regulates. You have to do it visually and you have to, and sometimes you don't even see it until you feel that the actual problem. Oh, I have a headache. I'm lightheaded. I'm, I'm sweating and stuff. So those are indicators. Exactly. You know, indicators. Yeah up down whatever so these are and that's the part that's the other part with diabetes it throws up it goes up it goes down and those swings between the sugar levels can really do a detriment on your body yeah. and I, i've seen this i mean and i live this and i try to do it the best i can to help my mom with that but but it is difficult because even like outside there's there's only so much so many things you can do for them for for like for example my mom in the case i take care of but but you are doing it for yourself but it's not easy as people think you know you you make it look easy you've <laughs> you've you've adapted to it you know you have a routine and you know how to do it but you've complemented that by by adding all these other values and again sleeping correctly uh not being stressed doing the right stuff learning more and now we were talking about you were just about to say something about eating the right stuff, no labels, <laughs> no yeah. ingredients. So we're talking about natural foods, right? Yes. Natural, healthy. Real Let's food. talk about that. Real yeah. food. Okay. Yeah. Original stuff. <laughs> yeah, original stuff. The stuff sort of from a farm and not a factory. Um, so, you know, real good, natural, healthy protein sources. I eat a lot of meat and fish and seafood and poultry and all this stuff. Uh, vegetables, happy, colorful, healing wonderful array of vegetables and then you know natural things like dairy you know okay good there are huge differences between food quality in for example the u.s versus yeah. europe um, and i i know from all my extensive traveling in the u.s that that is not always the easiest to get good quality stuff but there are some resources that are really really good and uh, you can really rely on on them providing you with good stuff and it doesn't necessarily have to get expensive to live healthily because, and also I see it as, you know, either you invest in your health now or you will have to pay these medical bills later that you won't be able to anyway. So for me, I see it as an investment as well in my, in my future um, health. And so really just... There's very cliche, you know, eat the rainbow, but that is a good place to start, you know, very as much as you can, the natural ingredients and the real food that you get. And you are already a fantastic way on your health journey. <laughs> well, well, so Hannah, so there's a few things that, again, we touched on here. So, so a comparison between, for example, uh, Europe and the U.S. Or, or parts of the world. I mean, the the natural aspects of food uh, and, and processed food and pasteurized food and things like that. I mean, they're different. They vary. I mean, a lot of countries today, no matter what level they are in terms of economy, they have already adopted all these new uh, commercialized type of foods, right? And and you know, but but there are places where you can still get the healthy, the natural, the organic uh, from yeah. the farm. And now you're in Switzerland; it's probably a lot different than what it is in the US. <laughs> it and, is, and, and and definitely much different in parts of Europe. And 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 what, depends where you go, the city versus the the suburbs, and so on, the villages, mm -hmm. all different things. I mean, and, and that's one element, right? The other element is you're talking about uh, investing in your health. And there is nothing more important than health. And you're right. You don't, you have two choices. You can invest now 
or you can invest in paying the bills later. And yeah. it's not going to be the same because you're not going to be living happy and healthy because, again, uh, your kidneys, your eyesight are at risk with diabetes. There's so many other, you know, problems that can happen. Uh, your energy levels are, you know, up and down. You can't do certain things. If you, or you, you, you can see food that you might not eat sometimes because you just can't. And, you know, sometimes also you have to have also control and will, power, because if we all have cravings. <laughs> now, of course. That's one thing. It's very difficult. And, and, and when you see things that you love and crave, you know, and, and there's so many options right now, you go to anywhere, you see like all these, they look gorgeous, beautiful. I mean, very <laughs> appealing to the eyesight and the, and the pellets, but, 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 you know, they may not be all good for you. And, and so, so these are all things that you have to be mindful of. Right. Yeah. But, but then you talked also about the concept of, uh, the the health and nutritional stuff that 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 is being given to you and you talked about the spectrum of all the, mm -hmm. the rainbow colors now i wanted to just highlight something about that um it, it is also often uh, perceived that because it is natural because it's a plant you know you know because it, it's natural it's still healthy but we have to be mindful and, and careful about one thing because if it tastes sweet, it has sugar. So yeah. we have to be we have to be aware of the moderating, you know, levels Absolutely. of what we have. Because because yeah. I, I I took a test one time. Uh, so so we, I I'm in insurance and and health and so we work with providers and we do events and health fairs and health festivals. And uh, one time we had the uh, American Diabetes Association. They did this test. So they they give you these plates that had vegetables proteins and stuff like that and they tell you like pick four whatever to show us you're healthy and we all picked up like everything that is vegetable you know like looking but it was like the carrots the peas this that and then and then the the test was i failed the test actually because i picked everything that's sweet <laughs> thinking it's also all healthy but for diabetes that may not be the case so so it was it was like an interesting you know eye-opener because i didn't realize that because I thought that was all healthy, that was like, yes, let's mm -hmm. take it. That's going to be good for me, but not necessarily for a diabetic person. And mm -hmm. and I think I think it was just, you know, it's a good point here to have this discussion because you yeah. are doing this. You are in the nutritional part of this mm -hmm. and you know exactly what I'm talking about. So what would you tell people about balancing that out? You know, how, how would be like a good, you know, nice, uh, balanced meal, for example? Absolutely. I, I also think there's a very good point. And, and I think it all depends on where you're starting from as well. So if you are sort of eating a more nowadays, unfortunately, classical Western diet with a lot of junk food and a lot of vegetable oils and, you know, fried this and fried that and, and you know, all this, uh, you know, meat products that might not be the most amazing things for your body, then, you know, whatever vegetables you get in is a good thing. Like you, and it's not like a, yes or no do or die sort of thing it's just mm -hmm. just start somewhere sure. just start incorporating even if it is you know sweet potatoes just do it you know so that you have a start and then you can start exploring from there um a healthy balanced meal for me now would be something like ooh, what did i have the other day i had a uh, piece of uh, salmon which was amazing that I put on the grill. That was so good. Grilled salmon, it was a new uh, new find for me, but it was very, very good. And to that, I just grilled like baby la uh, lettuce, for mm. example. And to that, I made a little sauce of something like Greek yogurt and herbs and salt and, and stuff like that, just to, you know, 
And I was happy for hours. I was, you know, I didn't crave anything. I was just, my body was just happy. But I realized I also am 10 years into this way of eating and this kind of way of thinking. So I think that really wherever you can start and wherever, you know, anyone out there listening or watching or whatever can start, it's going to be, you know, the biggest step that you're going to take. Because after that, it's easy. Then you can just start exploring. And maybe, you know, the, that overboiled broccoli or whatever you had as a kid, maybe there are other ways of preparing broccoli that you will like more these days uh, or cauliflower is the same thing i'm like Ugh. you know in the beginning i'm like oh my god it's smelly and gross and blah and like bland and crap and blah. but you know if you make something like a, a mashed broccoli instead of mashed potatoes and you know have some natural healthy butter in there omg that is you know you after that you couldn't chase me with broccoli anymore with cauliflower anymore and then i was I was hooked. <laughs> so there's so many things. And I think a huge part of this for me is that I definitely eat more varied now than I did when I was just following, you know, the food pyramid. And then, you know, the, in the UK, there's the Eat Well Guide, for example. And, and the ADA is also very happy with their food pyramid and all this stuff. And when I was eating like that, and, and according to that, I, it, I was always focusing on the sort of on the bulky foods first, so bulking foods, so carbs. Like I would have a bowl of pasta mm. and I'm like, okay, what's, what sauce will I have with the pasta? And this has completely flipped for me. It's, like, it's done a 180 and, and now I'm more thinking like, ooh, what, which pasta sauce should I have today? Okay, let's make a bolognese, fantastic. Oh, what amazing, healthy, happy vegetable should I have with this? And then I can make a choice to like, I can have, um, like uh, I can have eggplant, mix it into the sauce and you have like a one pot thing and it's fantastic and it takes no time to make or, you know, broccoli again or cauliflower or um, like yes, uh, summer squash or something like that. Spaghetti, um, what are they called? The spaghetti uh, pumpkins, what are they called? Spaghetti squash, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, there's so many choices that bring you a lot more nutrition and a lot more um, phytonutrients for sure than that, you know, just quite tasteless and colorless <laughs> bowl of pasta will ever do, <laughs> for example. Well, so, so Hannah, we're talking about just the nutrients and, and the balancing and, and just being yeah. creative with it. And, and over the years, you, you were obviously able to, to get to that level. Yeah. But, but, but so we talked earlier about other, you know, things to, to use to help your diabetes. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about lifestyle, we talked about sleep. But so, so what about fitness? Uh, where does that fit? Because a lot of people, you know, uh, they're afraid, you know, like if I do too much exercise and I'm diabetic, I'm going to, you know, I burn a lot, then my sugars are going to drop. Um, is there a way, you know, in your experience that you can balance those things? I'm sure there is. But, but certainly in your experience, have you utilized any of the, the fitness programs out there? Are you doing anything specific to maintain as well? And um, just to keep the balance in the body, you know, because there are studies, or at least there's this articles I've read that, you know, if you exercise enough, you might even start kicking you know, your body to, to even either produce or maybe regulate differently. So there are certain things that may happen. Now, maybe not when, when you have, you know, a, a diabetes from early on, but somebody can have type two and eventually regulate themselves by exercising and, and converting. So, 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 but those in your case, in your experience and in your extensive search and research here, you know, what would be, you know, um, a good balance in terms of fitness in addition to nutrition? Well, I think 
diet or I don't like the word diet, nutrition and exercise. Don't really like that word either. Movement. <laughs> okay, okay. They go really, they go really hand in hand. And those are sort of the, if I'm asked ever to uh, sort of put those lifestyle choices into an order, those are top two for sure. And like it's amazing. That's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, am, it's, am, yeah. it's amazing actually how much um, exercise movement can really do. And it doesn't have to be harder than just take a walk every day. It also depends on, of course, where you're starting. If you are, you know, um, I don't know, maybe quite active already and you're moving a lot and you are, I don't know, even going to the gym or something, then that's it's a different question. But if you're really, you know, sitting there, just gotten your type 2 uh, diabetes diagnosis, uh, what do I do now? Just start it. Just start by walking 10 minutes a day. That's all you have to do. And then you can explore from there. What do you think is fun? What brings you joy? What can you do? Uh, for a longer period of time when you know we, you don't even notice time anymore so I personally uh, make sure that I go out for a walk every day no matter rain shine snow whatever crap nature throws at me I'm out for a walk every day and that already helps me so much both mentally but of course also with my blood sugars and then I uh, I was an avid gym rat for a while but then I really lost the taste for it because it was just, you know, the people and the machines and it was just, ugh, you know, I just lost <laughs> the taste and that's okay. Like not, not every type of movement or exercise appeals to every person. I was also an avid runner before and now I, I can't even take three steps without like just, you know, dying of boredom. Um, so <laughs> it all, you know, and I think this is really important that everyone finds out what they can do and what what really helps them the most so now i uh, well i live in switzerland as i said and hiking here you know all the hills up and all the beautiful nature and stuff like that and i know it's not quite the same in the u.s all parts of the u.s at least oh we have depends where you are <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you exactly. gotta got to travel to places them, but, but yeah. Uh, yeah but for example what I love, for example, when traveling was still okay <laughs> to do, oh, <yeah. laughs> um, I love to get lost in a new city. Mm. And it's sort of, you just rack on the, the steps, you know, you can take 20, 30,000 steps in a day. And you're just discovering something new and you don't even notice. And that's for me, it's like, okay, this is, you know, I could do this. <laughs> this is, if this is exercise, I can do this. <laughs> so it also, as I said, it really depends on where you are. And then um, instead of the gym, I swapped out the gym for, for example, at home workouts. So I just YouTube something, yoga, for example, different intensities, depending on my mood, depending on my energy levels, depending on the time of day, or, you know, resistance band workouts, for example, those resistance bands are really cheap but super effective and you can definitely feel it <laughs> and you carry them anywhere exactly and you can just even if, you, if it is okay to travel one day again <laughs> you can just pop them in your suitcase and you just bring them with um so you know small things like that and uh, that you know these choices that we all have to make in order to have a healthier life um they apply for people with diabetes too and, and hannah i think i think for people listening and watching you you know you're talking as a true believer and a true tester, because you are a true sample of, of, of a person that has been living with this and been able to maintain, but you sharing your way of dealing with it, but your way sounds to be, you know, at least from what I'm hearing, and, and I, I buy everything that you're saying right now, because it sounds correct, because for everything I know about nutrition, health and the body and in the physiology and all this stuff, 
you're you're doing the correct stuff because the first thing is you're doing everything you like. And so there is no boredom. Therefore, you can do more of it. And and also you 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 develop the taste for all these new things. And, and uh, you know, it takes some adjusting to do. And, and sometimes because we're used to one routine, it's very difficult to make that leap and switch. Uh, and, and you said a key word, taking the first step. Doesn't matter what level, depends where you start, but you have to start somewhere. And I, I, again, common theme of all the discussions that I've had about nutrition is that first step. Make, be aware and make the first step make the adjustments to your lifestyle and everything else will start following, yeah. you know, in track. And that's a formula that everybody should be aware of. Sorry, yeah. I, you were going to say something. Uh, I just wanted to add to that fantastic points. And, and I wanted to add to that. It's, it's all about finding a way to make a, it doesn't have to be a super healthy. No one is healthy hundred percent of the time. That's, that's impossible, but it's about finding the way how to make this healthier lifestyle sustainable for you as an individual. And if that is, you know, I don't know, an 80, 80, 20% rule, or if that is, you know, keeping some of the maybe not so amazing <laughs> nutrition parts, or if that is, you know, and taking it easier on the exercise a couple of days a week, then you know what? You're, you're already doing it, but it has to become sustainable for you and fit you and your lifestyle and your preferences. And I think that is a huge thing that, that very many um, don't really think about. And I, and I specifically think of these, you know, oh, you know, eight weeks, your great body, blah, 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 blah. You know, these programs that are everywhere online and that I've fallen for as well. But they are, you know, this very often they are this, you know, rocket fuel of motivation for those eight weeks. But it sure as heck isn't sustainable for the rest of your life. Well, Hannah, I mean, the, the key, I think, I think you're really, really sharing a term that we all need to learn and cherish and live with, which is sustainability, like something that you can do for a long time and not temporary. And, and you're right. There's so many forms of different, you know, diets and this and the other exercises, and that's actually great, but anything that can be done only in short term is is going to be great for that minute and then it's over right it's not a long term commitment it's not a long term experience one two if if you do something and you stop it's going to go back even sometimes even worse so you don't want that you want consistency right is the key as they say it's just something that is at moderation it's the same thing i mean we're in the olympics right now right yeah. <laughs> and and it's like taking a sprint and, and someone that's doing a marathon. I mean, yeah. there's two different levels. Uh, someone that's running a marathon can actually pace themselves for a long time and enjoys and, and continues. The sprinter will probably run for 100 meters and then that's the end of it. They can't keep up. <laughs> They're <know>. done. <laughs> They're done, exactly. Well, that's the same thing. So so we yeah. sprint here, we get it done. It's exciting. You get that nice rush, but that's yeah. about it. It's like, it's like drinking a, a Red Bull or, or coffee. <laughs> like you get the jitters for like two minutes and they're like shut down. Oops. You know, exactly. So you know, you want to have that. And, and that's diabetes. And that's, that's the blood sugar. It's consistently regulating your yeah. blood sugar, continue no, the body in, in the right pace. It's, it's unique. Yeah. No, diabetes is really a marathon and not a sprint. If you're in it for the sprint of it, you're not going to keep motivated. And that's a huge thing. You have to, the reason why it's so important to find this sustainability aspect of your lifestyle, of a healthier lifestyle, whatever that means to you. Um, or the individual is because it is a marathon. And if you're in it for the sprint value and the, you know, the rush of getting everything right in one go and blah, 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 
it's not gonna work sorry burst your bubble but it's not but gonna no, work but hannah, <laughs> hannah you're right and and you know there is a word that that's probably hard to state but i will state it because i mean it is it is a, a definition sometimes diabetes as a silent killer because yeah. it can be terminal it can lead to very very bad you know outcomes however it is very easily manageable as well if you know what to do with it and yeah. it's not easy but but no. it can be done again you're a true model of what <laughs> can be done with it and still have a ha happy healthy life and and so so that takes me to to the chronic conditions that diabetes can lead to mm -hmm. um you know there are so many and and one of the things that people may not potentially know is that because you have all this extra sugar in your body and the glucose and stuff, first of all, it destroys your, your, you know, capital, you know, your, your fine, you know, uh, vessels and blood vessels yeah. in your body, especially in the eye, the retina, you know, the, the kidneys, but, but more like the extremities and your, in your feet and, and stuff like that. But then you have also, because of that, then you have developed sugar, uh, cholesterol gets crazy mm -hmm. in your body. And then now you have, you know, blood pressure. So it kind of almost like a, what I call referred to as the three stooges, one leads to the other, and yeah. you have all of them. And, and that's not something, that's just some of the, the main conditions that people know about. There's so many other things that can happen. So, so that leads me to cure versus no cure, treatment versus no treatment. You're, yeah. You talked about, you know, originally there were not enough uh, insulins or the insulins were different from today. Yeah. Now they are more active. I mean, there's so many new generation insulin types. Absolutely. Like, for example, Trulicity now, it helps. There's there's different longer lasting, you know, ones that, that, that regulate over the time. There's, there's the like the admalogs and things like that, which is like a rapid release that happens quick to reduce, you know, the stuff. There's all these things. And there's also different pills that you can, you know, yeah. utilize with those. And so, so it's a whole different thing. But, you know, people have complained about, well, there is no cure. You know, can we find a cure? Is there enough research? So in your research, in your uh, quest, have you uh, had any, you know, I'm sure you've attended seminars and learned stuff. You know, I know in the, the world of diabetes, there's a big question. Why can we not yeah. try to find a cure and, and just have these remedies, but, but nothing effective enough to end it? Can it be yeah. ended? You know, and, 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 and why is it that, let's say, in the food and all the stuff, you know, People are not really paying attention. There's still a lot of carbs, a lot of sugars and added to like, you know, to everything, right? Uh, in your experience as a diabetic person, as someone that's an advocate, you know, what would you like to see in this world eventually? <laughs> you know, Ooh, that's a big question. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to give it a shot. right? <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks. Uh, no, actually, and for this reason, because there is no cure and there is no, uh, I mean, all these medications, they're awesome. They're fantastic, and then they save lives on the daily. Absolutely, without insulin. If I was born 60 years earlier than I was, I would not have lasted a year because there was no insulin. And that is a overwhelming thought at some point. Uh, so all these medications, whether it's for type 2 or type 1 or you know a combination of it or whatever, mm -hmm. um, they save lives, and they're needed. They're necessary for maintaining life. However, as you say, they're not cures. They're sort of to, to limit the symptom, which is high blood sugar mainly, and you know, high blood pressure, um, high cholesterol, uh, you know, all these, you know, the trifecta of crap that can happen, you know. And um, I I would like to see a cure in my lifetime, but I have to be completely honest, and I am not too optimistic that I will. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I, again, th- th- I think the reason behind it is that because it's manageable, because there are all yeah. these additional things, you know, it does help, you know, for people to live. But but certainly it is more comp- more of a complex life than, you know, you would if there was just, you know, like, you know, exactly. one pill, it's over, it's done, it's cured. Right? Yeah. But there's That'd a lot nice. of, the, yeah, well, there's a lot of diseases or illnesses at the same rate that yeah. that don't have any cure, but they have uh, temporary, treatments. you know, uh, treatments and, and, and that you can live with. I mean, uh, they might not be because they're not as as fatal, you know, and, and or at least instant death, you know, type of thing, you know, they people can live with them and, and cooperate mm. with them and really coexist with those illnesses. But but only the people that go through them would mm. really understand, you know, why you would need a cure, yeah. you know, because because it's one thing to, to know about it, to hear about it. But one thing to live with it and and yeah. and much, much worse when you are the one that has to deal with it. Because like even for me, I mean, I'm so close to it because I'm involved in it daily, but it's still not the same. Like when my mom is poking her fingers to get her test a couple of times a day, I, I know how painful I, you know, I prick myself a couple of times and I know how painful those things can be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally those little things, those little needles are, you know, very, very painful, uh, you know, and then you have to like, you know, switch shots, you know, I mean, your body is like a little, you know, you just keep putting holes in that body all day long, yeah. you know. A pin cushion, a, a pin cushion that is a pancreatic understudy. You know, it, 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 the odds are not in your favor sometimes. <laughs> it, it is crazy though, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, I mean, again, I, I know there's a lot of studies, you know, there, there's a lot of, you know, uh, groups, there's a lot of associations and, and, you know, and they all try to do the same. There's so much education about it. There's mm-hmm. so much advocacy, but, but I think there's more to be done. And then I hope, that, I hope with technology, with, with the advancement in medicine, you know, uh, that there would be more. And, and, and also to your point, uh, maybe we have to be aware. This is like nothing different from like when we talk climate change and stuff. If we do the basic elements and, and we start changing, you know, and that will focus sometimes only about the money and, 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 and just that, that side of the, the world, we might be able to contribute to better and maybe lesser incidence of these, these indices. Because uh, really, again, if the food industry, for example, assists, and, and you have now more of organic and healthier, less you know ingredients, less chemicals in this stuff, less preservatives, less add- additives, and all the stuff. In some foods, you know, what I mean, but but you're right. You know, there's also more of a um, a wave of awareness that yeah, people are are, are, yeah. are there now. They've taken it to the next step. People are more leaning towards getting some fruits from the farm and from like, you know, a farmer's market than actually maybe going to, a, or going to like an organic, you know, store like a Whole Foods. I'm not sure if uh, you have them in, in Switzerland, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have something similar, but I think you have better because you can go to the farms, <laughs> you know, yeah. in some parts and get it right. I mean, listen, Absolutely. all over the world, because I mean, I live in Jersey and, you know, like right now, summertime, you can literally yeah. hit the farms and get all farm, you know, produce, you know, exactly. uh, products. Now, in the summertime is great. In the winter, it's a little harder. So you have yeah. to settle for what's available. But but again, it's it's the changes, the shifts, you know, adding things, you know, it might not be 100 percent, but any percent is better than nothing. So yeah, you exactly. start somewhere. And, and and that I think that's that's a, a key element. Yeah. Uh, so so now I want to ask a question about the impact of, uh, you know, like the, the, the information out there, do yeah. you feel it's accurate out there at all times? There is so much stuff going on, social media, this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's that, you know, new wave of information that's out there. Do you think it does justice to the actual diabetes world or, or it doesn't, is there any misdirection, uh, uh misinformation uh, in, throughout your, your experience, uh, experience yeah. no, and no, it moving? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the real explosion of people who are willing to share their experience because diabetes at the end of the day is a very individual condition to live with. So what works for me won't work for the next person and what works for them won't work for the next person. And that's, you know, completely okay. But there's just a much more, um, a much bigger willingness to find out what actually works for oneself. For example, I mentioned that I eat lower carb, you know, reduced carbs. Um, and for someone else, maybe a vegan high carb approach works a lot better. And that's fantastic. That's awesome. As long as we all sort of get to the goals that we need to get to in order to have this happy, healthy, healing life, uh, long life that we all want and desire. Um, I think it's important to find what works for oneself as an individual. And about the information that is out there, this is exactly the reason why I, why I decided when COVID hit to go back to uh, school, actually. And I'm studying a master's in diabetes. Wow. And this is an eye-opener. For sure. Even if I've lived with this stuff for 36 years, even if I've, you know, lived it, there's not a second off when you have diabetes. It's 24-7, every minute, every hour, no vacation, no pay, no nothing. And they, it's a job you can't quit. Um, <laughs> but despite this, you know, in every lecture and every paper and every study, I learn something new. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And it is interesting to sort of compare that part of my life to sort of the advocacy part of my life and all this stuff that I see online and all the people that are um, co sort of patient leaders with me in this field and see what we all share and our experiences and how that sort of correlates or not <laughs> to the actual science. Um, and it's uh, very interesting how sometimes people with diabetes become their own best doctors because they find these little individual things out that works for them that might not work for anyone else, but Hey, if it works for them and it keeps them happy and healthy, then why not just go for it? That's well, fantastic. But Hannah, you, you, you're hitting on something important here because again, because you are, it is with you 24 seven is because you live in it. You are more involved in it. Right. And you certainly would never stop until you try to find to the next level and the better level and until you get to a level where you might not even worry about it anymore or think about it because you know and that and that's what makes a difference like everything like when we are involved in something that's when we actually learn everything about it when you don't i mean it's okay like all right we know about diabetes everybody knows about diabetes everybody knows what it might do uh we hear stories but but no one really understands it and unless you're involved in it like deeper right yeah and, and you're right, there is not even, there's never going to be a time when there's not going to be new studies, new research, new discoveries. And, and that's the thing, the closer you are to them, the closer you are to, to being healthier and better. And also sharing some of that value with others. And you're right, it might not be a one formula for everyone. But the, the theme is the same. It's still yeah. about, you know, finding the, better, the, the the balance, doing all the different things that we talked about, maybe ranking them in, in the right order, and, and maintaining you know, and, and again, it's, it's, it is tedious because you have to maintain it and it's hard, but, and like everything else, sometimes we, we all get bored with things and sometimes we get lazy. That's the other part, you yes. know, and, and with, when it comes to your health, lazy, like I, I, I see it too. Like, you know, with my mom, sometimes, okay, today I'll cheat, you know, and, and, and I know it's hard sometimes to really stop her because she has to live somehow a normal life. Right. And, and, you know, like I feel bad sometimes when I say, no, you can't have this. 
you know, because I feel like, you know, I want to, you know, to, to, to have food energy. police. <laughs> exactly. They're the worst. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And, and, you know, you can have this. I mean, luckily, there's a lot of substitutions you can do these days and for stuff sure. like that. And, and, but even so, again, there are, there are ramifications. Like, for example, you know, even the substitution, like with the sugar free stuff, may not be as healthy as people think because yeah. there's all these chemicals in it. You know, like sometimes, like I, I was reading this, that honey is better for diabetes than actually sweeteners, right? Mm -hmm. And, and you might think, well, honey is sweet. But it's different is how the body reacts to it. So, so some of these things can be challenging. And with someone that's living with, the, with diabetes, it's just a matter of learning every day and adjusting, adapting, and being, and being willing and able to, to just kind of like understand what the situation exactly. is and, 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 co and, and, and co really coping with, with, with the whole thing is the key. Because, you know, if you give up one time, you might just give up. And that's not the case, right? If you just say, you know what, whatever, I don't care, I'm gonna live, and 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 that's that's the other thing. You don't want to have that feeling like that's it, enough, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. You can't be tired, so you have to maintain that healthy, happy level where you don't get the one extreme versus the other. Yeah. And, and I think that is a challenge. And uh, I hope that anyone watching, listening, and I know for a fact, you know, and I almost can 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 guarantee this, there's no one that's going to listen to the show that doesn't know someone that knows someone <laughs> who yeah. might know someone who has diabetes. Unfortunately, it's all over, it, it's all over us. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, diabetes is something that is around us. And even sometimes we might not think that, you know, it's that close. It could be closer because even us, at any given time, we might we might be able to develop that that same condition mm -hmm. based on our habits. If we stop training and stop working out, working or just doing some some of the 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 burning of, of our you know system calories and things like that, you must start gaining weight and maybe now you can develop problems and so on. There's so many other conditions mm -hmm. that can trigger you know the same condition. Now again, as you age, that's even you know more of a factor. You know people tend to develop you know those types of diabetes you know eventually in time. Uh, you know, but it is it is it is unique. It is somewhere that is around. We should be all aware of it. Uh, and the more we know about it, the more we can either prevent it, which would be the key if we can. But if not, we would need to know how to deal with it and 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 really trigger it. One of the things that I remember, my 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 when my mom was diagnosed the first time, took her to this doctor, and he actually he was a an an, an endocrinologist, and mm -hmm. and what he said is that. She had, she started with type two. He said, we're going to start her on the regimen right now with insulin. Mm -hmm. Not, not until she develops one. So he gave her about, a, I think it was a 10 uh, milli something a day, you know, that she needs to, to, to just to, to, to do, to put in, because he said, we're going to make her body, you know, kind of, you know, we're going to supplement the body today so mm -hmm. she can resist longer and be better in a longer, you know, term. And he was right. Those that that range of treatment that he did for her in, early on helped her be stronger and healthier for a much longer mm -hmm. time. Uh, you know, obviously now it's getting worse or getting a little more difficult. But but 30 years later, you know, and, and, yeah. and that was that was something. So, again, finding the right, you know, folks going to the right providers, uh, the right resources is important. Otherwise, uh, don't take a chance do it correctly and see the value of everything. And then, you know, if you're not sure, ask more than one, you know, an opinion, yeah. find more yes. opinions. Yeah. And, and that, this is something that I talk about so often. And, and this isn't just limited to diabetes. This is limited, not limited to anything really. Sure. All chronic conditions uh, should have sort of a similar thing, but I always talk about sort of the dream medical team. So basically you as the patient, 
you are at the head of this round table, right? And around this, you have to staff it with the most amazing people that you can find. So people who align with your goals, what you want to achieve, um, all of these things, and can, who can really help you on this journey. So in my case, there's an endocrinologist, there's an ophthalmologist, there's a podiatrist, there's a, a nurse, there is you know all these people. And I know they all work in order to make my goals a reality. And I, they don't set goals for me, I set goals for them. <laughs> Which is a little bit reversed to what norm, normal, so to speak, um, healthcare is. Because then you go to a doctor, you get a goal, and you have to work towards it with their methods. Maybe real life isn't really like that. Mm. And I think it's important for, for all um, people who do live with, with the chronic conditions to realize their role as the patient and as their role in this medical dream team. Because it is a huge one. It, without without you, there is no dream team. <laughs> well, well, it's it's true, and and adherence is key too. Like you know, uh, I mean, you could work with the best team, but if you're not applying, it might not work either. Exactly. Uh, and 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 like you you just mentioned three you know key doctors or or, or mm. services that that serve as the diabetes world, which is ophthalmology, mm. podiatry, and a regular endo, and endocrinologist. Which yeah. these are your your key providers because they understand it. Because these are the three main Sometimes even uh, like uh, what, what do you call them? Um, urologists, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, so those are all all the the, the key elements that you know that you want to make sure that you're aware of and work with. But you're right; it's it's a full team effort, yeah. and you are the center of it. And and your you your cooperation, <laughs> your your adherence to 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 the directives and and the, the you know the the concepts and the treatments is key. And if you cheat you're only cheating yourself because if you don't do exactly the right thing at the end of the day, they're going to give you the best of their advice, but it's all about you. Exactly. And also remember that all of the treatments are, you know, at the end of the day, you're the one who has to put them into motion. So whatever comes from whatever doctors or specialists sort of area and it really is up to you to make this reality. Uh, and whether that is a, a uh, sort of a new medication or whether that is something that you should think about doing, then it's up to you and not up to them to do it for you because they can't. They don't live with you 365, 24 seven. And that's your job. Yeah. Well, Hannah, I think I think we've we've come to the end of the show right now, <laughs> yeah. and 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 we we've covered quite a bit, and uh, it, it, it's it's an eye opener, and and for everyone listening, watching, I mean, this is a topic that you know dear to everyone and should be because again, and it doesn't have to be about diabetes. To your point, a lot of the stuff that you've mentioned can apply to anyone with any type of illness, yeah. uh, especially chronic you know illnesses, and uh, you know just be aware. You know, and, exactly. and, and do your research and, 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 and be mindful of what's going on out there and, and take the right steps. Uh, so any last words for today's show uh, to our listeners and viewers? Um, I would Word say ooh, my great big advice would be oh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it would be really to. No matter how far down you are and, and how far down the drain you think you are and you're too old and you're too sick and you're too blah and too blah. It doesn't matter. There's always, always something that you can do to improve, improve your situation in finding these individual small little tricks and nicks and knacks <laughs> that really help you get healthier. So there's always a way and 
I'll be happy to discuss online or somewhere with you what those could be for you. So hit me up somewhere. <laughs> well, I, I will have a description of your, you know, uh, information on the Perfect. site, on, on the show, so people can reach out direct. And, 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 and thank you for those wise words, because, uh, you know, I think they're powerful words that we can apply in general, period. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> <should>. no, absolutely. <laughs> we should. Um, so so with that, uh, Hannah, thank you for joining us today, uh, all the way from Switzerland, uh, and for great advice, great insights, and, uh, you know, uh, your true motivation uh, as a person. And, uh, you know, uh, we all should listen <laughs> to the <laughs> to advice <laughs> here to it. Uh, thank you so much. And folks, thank you for watching on the iHealth channel and listening on iHealth Radio. Hurricane uh, H here with guest Hannah. Uh, we'll be talking soon. New show, new guest, new topic. Ciao for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> thank you so much. Bye.